1: This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Mary Beth Jarvis, President and CEO of Wichita Festivals, Inc. And welcome to this Sh- Issues
2: 2019. Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
1: You have led the Wichita River Festival since 2012, if I'm not mistaken, but but now you're leaving leaving us. Can you tell us about that?
2: My last River Fest. Well, you know what? We, when I first got hired, I said to uh, the board, that I think this role benefits, the community benefits, from changing out the perspective and bringing in a fresh set of ideas and experiences. And so um, they are on the lookout for my replacement, as I understand it, from the selection committee. There's a ton of brilliant folks interested, which is great, because uh, we have such it's such an invigorating role. You know, you get a chance to lead a staff that is smart and creative and incredibly dedicated. And you work with volunteers, both year-long kind of leadership volunteers and then also the thousands that come in and work during our events who are just heart forward and committed to making this great. And we've got wonderful partners, uh, 300 or so sponsors and event partners that just put their, their backs and their resources and their support behind this so it can be you know a huge benefit to the community and so it's uh who wouldn't want to do that job mm. so well what what
1: went into your decision i mean other than that stuff i mean what about what personally what's what goes into the decision why is it time
2: well, I, we're sort of, um, I laugh, my husband and I are sort of super empty nesters, meaning the kids are not only gone, but they're like far gone. Far and, um, and I think over time they may uh, migrate back here. But uh, our daughter graduates from the Air Force Academy next week, and um, she will then head off with uh, her soon-to-be new husband into their first assignments with the Air Force. Uh, our son's working out in Washington State. And so we... Uh, <laughs> uh, going to find a middle ground somewhere. Well, we're but... actually going going to go, we're going to spend a little more time on the East Coast, which um, he, my husband's based out of New York with United Airlines, and he has commuted to his airline bases for the last 20 years while um, I kept us anchored here and and as the kids were in school and stuff. So I'll spend a little more time in New York, but I'm I'm hoping to arrange a gig where I get to be tied back and take trips back here, because I'm, I'm frankly a little bit addicted to uh, Wichita and so excited about where we are as a community and some things that we have a chance to, to tackle and continue to make progress on over the next few years. So I want to at least be able to see how it's turning out. Now you have a military background, correct? Correct. Yeah. No, my husband and I moved here when we were both in the Air Force. So my last uh, two years on active duty was as Captain Jarvis out at McConnell. And uh, my last day in Air Force Blues was a Friday. And my first day out at Coke Industries was the next Monday. So I had to acquire an entirely new wardrobe in a weekend and uh, and then 15 years out at coke that was just a tremendous experience. What
1: is your daughter going to be?
2: So she is, is she a uh, ultimate, pilot, she is something else. She is not going to fly, um, no. though her uh, fiance is is uh, is going to train that way. She uh, will ultimately be an acquisitions officer, so helping the Air Force acquire new systems, but she'll do two or three years at first getting operational experience. So she'll be a maintenance officer. She'll be in charge of the folks fixing airplanes, uh, and her initial assignment will be down in Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City. So. All right. Yeah, well, she'll I, be close have a
1: grandson who's g- going to be graduating from Santa- in San Antonio. Oh, uh, going to be in the Air Guard.
2: Oh, that's wonderful.
1: So there you go. Back up here at it, the 184th. Be
2: yep. Oh, that's great. So how about that? Amazing. And, Team McConnell Guard Air Force. I mean, um, active duty and reserve is an incredible array of people and capabilities. It's just such a gem here in Wichita and I know that um, that we are an appreciative community about it but I also think there's folks that just don't even understand the diversity of oh. mission there. so I know it's and pretty they, amazing
1: it's, a, it's really a, a, a neat thing and a treasure to have that here. Yeah I mean McConnell. they, they yeah. fly
2: airplanes, they mm-hmm. win the cyber war it's uh, it's really a, a cool a cool asset to have in our backyard.
1: During your time in Wichita, you've taken part in several community projects. Tell us about a couple of those, will you?
2: Well, I'm a total dork for a number of organizations. Um, I spent 10 years on the board of what is now Visit Wichita and have just been so gratified to see how our uh, cultivating of convention and visitors business over you know the last 20 years has continued to thrive. I mean, clearly we need to um, upgrade our our. You know, convention facilities in order to compete. Yeah. But I think we have made incredible strides in marketing ourselves as a community, in playing to our strengths uh, for visitors and uh, convention goers. So uh, Susie Santo and her whole team do a great job, and I, it's wonderful to see that continue. I'm also a nerd volunteer for the YMCA, have been for Oh, gosh, almost 20 years and um, been privileged to be a part of that uh, greater Wichita YMCA board for the last, oh, maybe 10 or 12 years. Mm. Um, I lose track, but it's uh, their work is amazing. I mean, they, you know, touch two out of three kids in this region. They do incredible work. And it's not just the sexy, awesome facilities, though. Hey, I feel pretty good that we're the kind of community that even if you're going to show up at the door, unable to pay, you know, we're going to let you uh, participate with your family in healthy and, you know, character-building activities um, in facilities and with programs that are just world-class, and so uh, the YMCA stuff's been interesting. And then, I guess most recently, um, growing out of my work with Wichita Festivals, but also with the Chamber of Commerce and other organizations, I got involved with the... um, a citizen group to take a look at the future of Century Two and how we can best serve our performing arts organizations going forward and it's been uh, incredibly rewarding to be a part of that and to be able to watch uh, that work start to gain momentum, you know doing a, um, a master plan for the east bank of, a river, of our, our downtown riverfront mm-hmm. uh, where we can match the energy happening on the west side uh, with that development, with the ballpark and all to the east side and create whether it's performing arts or convention or other facilities, really a center of uh, of community engagement and gathering, you know, that that can really serve our community for the next 50 years. So I'm excited to see all of it progress.
1: There's a lot going on. Let's talk about the Wichita River Festival. I love that. Let's do it. May 31st to June 8th, a couple of years ago, the decision was made to change the dates of the festival uh, weather-wise, I guess, how has that worked out so far?
2: Well, I, I, I can say this because I was not involved at the time. It was brilliant. Uh, anybody who's sort of watched weather over the last five or six years worth of Mays um, and tried to throw a graduation party on a Saturday afternoon in May, right, it's just uh, we would have really, really struggled to, uh, to maintain the um, vibrancy and the quality of the event. Um, so really smart move. We get uh, sometimes a little warmer weather, though, this year it's looking, looking better um, for that uh, but we you know folks are out of school and um, you know life has lots of, of choices in terms of what you can do with your time or your energy but we've we're just so blessed that you know thousands and thousands of folks every day come down to be a part of this event and uh, we're ready to kick off it's it's the 48th uh, river festival and uh, we're ready to ready to kick it off next weekend
1: what uh what was the estimated attendance for last year's River festival
2: we had about uh, 460,000 folks attend, um, and it's interesting. We sell between 90 and 100,000 Riverfest buttons every year, so tickets, if you will, to the festival, and then the buttons are used multiple times as people come back uh, or you know, transfer the buttons around their family. Um, but just the button sales number, that ticket sales, ranks us consistently year after year in the top 40 largest outdoor events in the world. And uh, I think that's something that Wichitans can be very proud of. And, you know, we, we do this at a scale that is competitive with much, much larger cities and frankly is, um, you know, indicative of, you know, the kind of draw that this event has. And, uh, and frankly, around the country, cities our size and much bigger have seen their festivals go one of two directions. Many of them have gone away. Uh, the the price of poker keeps going up, right? The cost of the of the unsexy stuff like security and fence rentals and porta pots, you know, keeps going up. But then the entertainment and all the cultural events continue to cost more, and so many cities just can't put on, a, you know, kind of a, a, a festival for the community anymore. Those that have maintained their their festivals, uh, in many cases, it's they've gotten so expensive that they're prohibitive for a lot of the citizens. I mean, you. Go to Chattanooga, Tennessee, to a similar festival. Nine days, couple of big stages. You know, bouncy houses for the kids, funnel cakes, corn dogs. That's a sixty-five dollar festival ticket. Mm. Uh, you go to a music fest for a weekend, and it's you know two hundred or more. And yet, we because of the incredibly of strong community support, both from sponsors who help make it happen financially and volunteers who carry the load so, you know, we can roll out the red carpet every year. You know, that allows us to keep it at a $10 button at an affordable price and we can be inclusive and welcoming to the whole community.
1: Four hundred and sixty thousand is more than I remembered. Quite uh, a bit more. Now. How does that compare with recent years? Then?
2: we've seen a steady uptick. Um, Twenty sixteen was a wonderful festival year in terms of weather. We uh, we we credit Admiral Steve Dillard with that. Not a drop of rain fell during festival hours that <laughs> year, and so that was a, an equivalent a, attendance figure. Uh, we dipped a little bit in seventeen eighteen just by you know ten thousand or so because of um, you know a night or two that was dodgy. Uh, but the community support, the attendees Support for the festival the last few years has been just phenomenal. A slow day at Riverfest is 25,000 people. A a busy day uh, is 75, and we'll get... At our bigger concerts, we'll get 30 to 35,000 folks enjoying and sticking around for fireworks and yeah. all that
1: great stuff. Have you ever assessed the economic impact of the it, annual festival?
2: Our data is getting a little long in the tooth, but a few years ago, with the help of Visit Wichita and others, um, the estimate is basically that in nine days, we add between 25 and $30 million to the local economy. And that's awesome, right? It's a shot in the arm for our downtown vibrancy, for people's impression of, you know, of the the life uh, in our downtown. But for us, I mean, Wichita Festivals is a 501c3 charitable organization. Our mission is community celebration and unity. And so the economic impact we're delighted about, but the real joy for us is... That you can go down there and whether you're having lunch in the food court uh, or you're, you know, jumping up and down to a concert or you're being a part of the, you know, Fidelity Bank River Run or any of our other events, um, that you're doing so really celebrating the best, you know, that our region has to offer and doing so together as a unified community.
1: Tell us about the Buttons. Um, they're so available they're available. Yep, yeah, Quick uh, Trip.
2: Quick Trip is our exclusive major retailer of buttons. So you just pop into any of them. Kids' buttons are five bucks. Adults are ten. Incredible value for nine days of all the concerts, all the cultural activities. Um, they're transferable, so you know you can wear them one day, and your teenage uh, kid can take it down the next. Um, and we do see lots of folks that come down multiple times. Yeah. And it's you know even if folks aren't headed to the festival. You know, we love that they pick up a button because it's, you know, part of the way that, that uh, the festival yeah. happens. Yeah, I mean, the even... Is the
1: primary way that you pay for it is all of it through the buttons or do you have some other funding?
2: So the attendees at the festival, including buying the buttons and grabbing a funnel cake or grabbing a, you know, a glass of wine or eating a chicken on a stick, whatever, that funds about 30% of the overall cost of the festival. Uh, it is... Heavily supported, and, and we are grateful for this from all of our, our sponsors. Um, and that's cash sponsors uh, and in kind. You know, whether it's a Capital Federal uh, writing us a great check to, to do a, a, a killer fireworks finale on the final night, or Spirit Aerosystems funding a concert, or Coke Industries bringing us Steam City uh, on Sunday, all of those are incredible, but we also get in kind support, uh, equipment. You know, airtime in the media and then our volunteers are a huge part of it. Um, We've actually done the math, the work hours of our 9000 Riverfest volunteers. If we had to pay folks to sell buttons or clean up the lunch tables or sell food court tickets, um, that's over a million dollars. Uh, and, you know, and, and that's where you get, you know, a festival that costs way more, you know, than 10 bucks for nine days.
1: You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations. Our guest is Mary Beth Jarvis, president and CEO of Wichita Festivals, Inc., uh, who's our wind wagon Smith this year?
2: So, Windwagon Admiral Windwagon Smith, forty-six, is a an incredibly uh, dedicated uh, volunteer and open-hearted gentleman by the name of Ken Atnip. Uh, he was a thirty-three-year veteran of the Wichita Police Department, and uh, and he's been a longtime festival volunteer. He actually got involved because, as a young captain in the police department, the chief turned to him and said, "All right." you know, at NIP, the the festival is your job. Keep them all safe. Keep them secure. So he was our liaison for Wichita Police Department back in the early 2000s and he looked around and uh, saw the incredible work of our volunteer force, particularly our, our operations committee and he's like, you know, hey, I got to be a part of that. So he's been uh, a a wonderful volunteer. In fact, my very first festival um, as the leader of Wichita Festivals in 2013, he was the general chair. So he was the lead volunteer. Like, during the festival, I work for the general chair. And um, so he was my first general and now my last admiral, and he uh, couldn't pick a better partner. He's just amazing. And uh, he'll be out there waving to the kids and taking pictures and representing all of the other volunteers that are the backbone of this festival.
1: Share with us because listeners there right now have what is Wind Wagon Smith? What is that? Share with us what that's all about. Okay.
2: So back, so Wichita turned a hundred back in in 1970 through a one day party called the Wichitennial. Right, um, horrible right. name, but great party. And um, but they stepped back after that one day event and said, you know, this was good. Uh, we brought folks downtown. We created some energy. Let's keep doing it. So they stepped back and did some research and look at festivals around the country. They formed. Formed Wichita Festivals uh, as a nonprofit and got started. And one of the things they found was that an ambassador or an icon really added to the character of a festival and helped uh, those events thrive uh, in other communities. So they started to research and came across an old Disney short. Um, a, it was about a retired Navy captain um, who had the big idea to throw a sail on a prairie schooner. A schooner, and, yeah. Exactly, and create a wind wagon that would get him across Sounds the prairie. Good. Um, and so we, the at the time they petitioned to Disney. As long as you're heading north. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the prevailing winds may or may not have made that a successful journey yeah. on his part. But hey, it's a cartoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got permission from Disney to use the character, promoted uh, it to Admiral Windwagon Smith from Captain, and um, Fruhoff uniforms, you know, did does the jacket every year. Hatman Jack does the incredible hat. So it's the persona has just grown, and Star Lumber has, uh, you know, constructs the wind wagon they actually did one right. at first and it burned, I think. Yeah. And so we're on the second wind wagon, and it's it's majestic and kitschy and awesome, and it's a, just a beloved tradition.
1: I'll, I want to talk a little bit about the events. Does, does it still start with a parade?
2: It does. The Sundowner Parade. Well, we open the food court at 11 a.m. on Friday the 31st, um, so technically that kicks it off. And um, then the Sundowner Parade with a one and only evening parade in a community around the country, which is pretty cool. Really? Uh, we got a new route for that this year, so it'll come down Main Street, um, I'm starting at second. And, pa- and keep going past Douglas. So actually kind of the show center where all the floats will be described and stuff will be in front of the old library. Uh, and oh, okay. then yeah. it'll go east on English and then up market. So you'll be more in the north-south corridor where the, sh- the shade from the buildings uh, should help pe- keep people cool and protected. Um, so we're doing that rather than cutting through the festival footprint on Douglas. So the parade will be Friday night followed by the Twilight Pops concert. That's always a high point. Yeah, huge. And ten- Textron Aviation is sponsoring the opening yeah. night fireworks that night. And then it's just a giant sprint. Uh, the Fidelity Bank River Run the, the following River morning. Concerts. Great concerts. Uh, and then we finish with the Spirit Aero Systems Rockin' on the River finale on the second Saturday and the Cap Fed fireworks.
1: Now, how can our listeners get a complete look at all the scheduled events?
2: So there's a couple of ways to do that. First of all, you buy your button at Quick Trip, and you'll get a a 48-page guide to all 125 events and food menus and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Or you can go on WichitaRiverFest.com, the website. But we also, thanks to West Star Energy, uh, have an app um, that you can download from the Google Play Store or the App Store, and um, it's got all of the activities you can Set up a calendar. It's got an interactive map, so you can, you know, pinpoint yourself and walk around the festival, knowing what you're headed to next. Uh, there's also a scavenger hunt game sponsored by Maritrust. That's part of the app, so you can win a thousand bucks if you get around the festival, wow. and and uh, and take a picture, you know, catch all the QR codes that are around the festival grounds. So uh, it, we're really excited. I'll tell you, the this first weekend coming up is just chock full of amazing events. Uh, I mentioned Steam City that Coke is presenting this year, uh, but if folks haven't been down to that the last couple years, it is a, um, we basically stand up a festival within the festival. Uh, Sunday afternoon, we close Main Street down for a couple of blocks, and it's booth after booth of interactive activities, uh, showcasing careers and interesting projects in the areas of science, technology, engineering, art, and math, and um, everything from, you know, learning more about what all the Coke companies. Do which is so cool and nobody knows, and uh, or taking a bucket truck ride, you know, from West Star, and so it's a really cool interactive event.
1: What is the uh, what's been the most rewarding thing about your time with Wichita Festival Sync?
2: Well, I'll tell you, I have had the opportunity both on staff and with our volunteer corps, board on down, to just work with. Uh, it is. A diverse and an incredibly talented group, and and their brains all work differently, and they all have incredibly different skills. And it has been a joy to just watch sh- their shared passion for making what we do with Wichita Festivals great turn into just positive initiative after positive initiative. I mean, I think the festival now, and I've I've now lived here twenty five years. Festival now, in my opinion, is as representative of the breadth of this community and as inclusive in terms of attendees of the, the spectrum of, you know, ages and demographics and interests. You know, whether you like drone races, cornhole, classic cars, gospel music, I mean, you name it, it happens at Riverfest and that happens because incredibly diverse folks are bringing their passion you know, to, to the event. And, um, and, and so I think that's, I, I also, we were a few months out from it, but Ottoman art at Bradley fair, uh, the fine art show that Wichita festivals puts on each September has also grown a ton in recent years. And, uh, the, the inception of that, you know, was with the, my predecessor and the team before, and it was a brilliantly conceived event that has really grown into its own. We're on our 10th, uh, Ottoman art this year, and it's just thriving and it's become a, a real gem in the cultural life of Wichita. And so um, I, I feel like the next person that comes in or any new folks that we add to our staff uh, are just stepping into something that's got great momentum but also has the opportunity to keep growing. What are one of the biggest challenges
1: in, in the job?
2: Well, any time you plan outdoor events uh, that use thousands of volunteers, uh, there's you know the the image of spinning plates uh, is is not an inaccurate What's picture the old of Disney all Disney the... story. The one probably couldn't solve. What do we do if it rains? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you Mother Nature's got to give you a few breaks. But uh, bottom line is, if you create programming and tradition and a beloved, you know, institution like this that enough people want to be a part of yeah, you know, they'll throw a poncho on and endure a few raindrops.
1: Uh, we talked about it earlier, but uh, I'm going to give you one more shot to talk about volunteers.
2: Oh, it is it is truly, we, we throw a, a thank you party um, for our volunteers every year in September. The Drury uh, Broadview Hotel hosts us, and it's a, you know, it's it's kind of a swanky party, which is, you know, the least we can do. And, we'll, and it's that night we tell all these amazing stories of folks that, you know, showed up at four in the morning before the river run, and they're still there as we clean up that night. Night at one in the morning. And um, you know, these are folks that have real lives and real jobs, and they take vacation time in order to sweat and work their tail off um, to make this great. And it's it's just so energizing. Uh, and as a member of the staff, you just you want to be on your A game for the event, for the volunteers, for the community, um, because everybody is giving so much. It's their gift um, to this, to this region and to this city. And it's just a, an amazing effort to be a part of. You've been here for 25 years. It's going to be hard for you to leave. It is. So I'm hoping to have lots of good excuses to come back. Okay. Come back for River
1: Festival. That's <laughs> one thing you can do. Maybe they'll let
2: me volunteer.
1: we got a lot of exciting things going on in Wichita. it looks like there's some momentum with the stadium and the River Corridor and all of these things going. And I, I hope you have no regrets for leaving. But uh, uh, we, we wish you the best of luck. We want to thank you for your service because you've done an excellent job, Mary Beth, and uh, uh, in running Wichita Festival Inc. and the Wichita River Festival looking forward to it. You think you're going to be over 400,000 people down there? Oh, That's wow. what
2: we're going for.
1: And again, don't forget the dates. It's coming up on uh, May 31st to June 8th this year. And I'm assuring you right now that the weather is just going to be absolutely marvelous. <laughs> It's going to be no rain, and we're going to have spectacular weather every day and every evening for the River Festival. Our guest, Mary Beth Jarvis, President and CEO Wichita Festivals, Inc. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.